Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Can we just talk about summer for a second? The sun shining, the beach calling, and oh, the style. Macy's is your ultimate summer style destination, whether you're jet setting or just chilling in your backyard. I'm all about easy breezy outfits and Macy's has it all from flowy summer dresses to those must have espadrilles and Levi's skirts. Macy's has them. Oh, and those Dolce Vita sandals. Let me tell you, they're a game changer for all day comfort and style. Don't even get me started on matching sets. We all know I live in matching sets all year long. So I've got my eye on some super chic sets at Macy's. So whether you're prepping for a vacation or a staycation, head over to Macy's.com slash own your style and let Macy's hook you up with everything you need for the perfect summer vibe. That's Macy's.com slash own your style. Don't miss out. Own your summer style with Macy's. Let's make this summer one to remember. Becca, do you want to clean that matches your vibe? Sure. Are you tired of meh smelling cleaning products? Totally. Well, then clean confidently with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It's powerful, clean and refreshing scents transform every room in your home into a coastal getaway. Because it smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox and feels like inspiration. Get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york scrubbing in with becca tilly and tanya rad an iHeartRadio and two-time people's choice award-winning podcast hello everybody we're scrubbing in Woo-hoo! we have a very exciting show today because um we have a guest and tanya is his number one fan that's true i i don't like i'd be interested to ask him if he like who his number who he thinks his number one fan is you think you you'd win i think i'd win but i'm curious to see maybe maybe his wife oh right (laughs) he is a married man it's all with respectful admiration correct um but we have devon franklin joining us later on today i'm super excited because i've never gotten to talk to him and you speak about him as if he is he's like the male version of oprah or something right well oprah loves him right i mean oprah's a big oprah may be your competition i feel like he inspires and brings wisdom into people's lives in a very calm and insightful way yeah and honestly he's one of those people that he doesn't just talk the talk he walks the walk and that's something that I really admire about him because he doesn't just 
say these things like about, you know, how to improve and how to, you know, keep yourself in check and accountable, but he actually does all of these things. And he has such a good way of putting things where you're like, Oh yeah. Like I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's almost like light bulbs just kind of go off all the time. And I know him personally, I've, I've, um, done some events with him before and he's just such a lovely human and so willing to like help. And I just, I adore him so much. So I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm super excited too. Um, so he'll be on later in the show, but right now what's going on? What's going on with you? (laughs) So this has been, a. I guess over a month long process. And the only reason I haven't talked about it much was because it was so stressful that like talking about it almost put more pressure on the situation. But correct, I bought a house. Becca's a homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> I got the keys today, this morning, so it's officially official. And it was honestly probably the most stressful process I've ever gone through. Um, the market's just the craziest. I, and I, the I have market. never been through this, the real estate market. I've never been through this before. So this is my first time. And apparently it's like the craziest market there's ever been. Yeah. And I have, I have friends that have also been trying to buy homes in this market, as they say, you know, these are, these are the big kid terms that people, you, yeah, these people are called use. adult yeah, terms. Like, okay. Market. I go to the grocery store and it's about the extent of my market. <laughs> But um, that I've tried to also buy houses and they put in these offers and they go to that next step. But then there's 30 other offers and they don't get their home. So I I understand why you were hesitant to talk about it because you get your hopes up about something and then they just kept falling, 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 falling through. Yeah. So I have been, you know, pretty much since the beginning of the year, I've been kind of looking to buy a house. And as I was going through the process, I realized how incredibly intense and just like an absolute frenzy it is out there. Um, And it just feels really meant to be because of how it happened in the sense of like timing and location and just it's everything I want. And, um, it's beautiful. And do you know what the best part is? She lives even closer to me now than she (laughs) does. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I'm even closer, but I did. I did. I, I, I I, mapped it. Yes. Yikes. Got to get that security gate up. I love how Becca pretends she didn't map it before she actually bought it. She knew what she was doing. She wanted to be closer. In a a general area, I knew I was, you know, still relatively close. But um, I could run to your house and back like 10 times. Mm. That'd be a pretty, be a distance. That'd be like five miles. Yeah. Anyways, I'm super excited. It's like a dream come true. I cannot believe like I still I have the keys and I still am like, I can't believe I have a house. So I think maybe until I'm actually sleeping in there, I won't actually believe it. But okay, wait, can I tell you? So you haven't officially moved in yet, right? No. Can I tell you something that I did when I moved into this apartment that actually kind of worked for me? So this was my first apartment. This is my first time living alone. And somebody told me, whatever you really want in life right now, write it down on a piece of paper and have that be the first thing that you move into your home. 
the piece of paper yeah okay. that piece of paper whatever it is that you want you write on that piece of paper uh-huh. and that's the first thing you move in so when i moved in here i wrote the word love uh-huh. with a heart for the o uh-huh. and i put it in uh my kitchen drawer which you know like that junk drawer where you yeah. just put like your tape and stuff mm-hmm. um so i moved it in that was the first thing i moved into my apartment and i fell in love in this apartment that's cool Isn't that so cool? you just wrote one thing down yeah Oh, so I just need to write one thing. I mean, like, you can do whatever you want. It's your, it's your thing. But I thought it was pretty cool. And I still have that piece of paper. It's still in that junk drawer somewhere in the back. Wow. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to go over and just kind of like put on some music and walk around and like pray in each room too, and sage. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I'm so happy. There is like a, I did. There, so there's like a little pond in the back and there were two koi fish and I went over there today and there's only one koi fish. The other one has got caught in the filter because someone left it open. So I now have two pets to take care of. I Phoebe and then a lone koi fish, which oh. I actually think I have to. I'm going to I've been thinking about him since I left the house because they had food, but we fed him during our walkthrough and then they checked the, fil- so they came by and checked the filter. Cause I was like, I think there's, there's a dead fish in there. And the one that was alive was stuck in the filter too. So he could have died too. So after well, I this, know- I have to go to the pet store and get some fish food. I know what I'm getting you as a housewarming gift what another koi fish so he's a friend <laughs> i know i was so upset thinking about like him trying to find him and then yeah. he went to the uh, i he's can't a friend. It's emotional where does one buy a koi fish at the where's the fish store <laughs> i'm not sure i like where know, do you get a fish am amazon i have a feeling i'm gonna become very like attentive and attached to the fish and whenever i leave town and someone's house sitting for me i'm gonna be like do Make not sure you forget feed the fish. to feed the fish <laughs> like a freak but i really care i'm realizing i think i've always been very sensitive towards animals but lately like there was a worm the other day and i went to try and save it because i it was stuck and by the time i realized i needed to save it it was dead and i felt a lot of guilt for a worm yeah i'm like i'm just gonna pretend i can't i can't can't go with you i'm gonna pretend like she didn't say that so and like I don't I, I guess when you have a dog that you love so much like thinking of anything like hurting it or suffering it mm-hmm. just like makes makes you dark so I can't with the fish um anyway so yeah I'm a homeowner uh, with a koi fish this is big congratulations you can get fish at any pet store Tanya PetSmart Petco I love fish oh, for great. sale I have one down the street pass it by I my son runs I don't know if Amazon sells them but they might um, uh, is this is a Becca thing, right? This is not a Becca and 95P thing. No, right? this is a Becca thing. It might, it could go into a Becca and 95P thing, but this is just like a Becca thing, which felt really important to me. You know, like mm-hmm. it, I think doing this on my own felt like a huge step in my life. And I think, um, maybe eventually it'll be a dual living, thing, situation. living situation, but well, how soon do you think that happened? Like realistically, like two months, four months, well, six like, months. We basically spend almost every single night together. So it's not that we're, I mean, we basically live together, but have two places. Right. So that's not living together. Right. But it's, I'm saying it's not, like not that far off of that possibly happening. But I wasn't even asking that. I was just asking. No, Tanya you know, was you, taking it, it to the next. When you were, yeah. When you signed that mortgage, is it Rebecca Penelope? No, Tilly, no, no. And then it's, it's not. Well, it's nothing says Rebecca Penelope, <laughs> but it is. 
It is just my name. Which just you. There's no nine five P and the and the next line down. Yeah. But yeah, it feels like a real like boss move, honestly. Yes, for yeah. sure. It's so major. It's so major. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I'm just curious as a as a homeowner myself in Southern California, did you have to go over asking? Was there a big um kind of a price battle with other suitors? So this one, so I had seen a house kind of at the beginning of my search and I fell in love with it Mm -hmm. and it was huge. Like it was way too big for me, but I was in my mind, I was like, oh, and I think I could raise a family here. And I'm like, do I even want kids? You know, I'm like, (laughs) really got ahead of myself. Um, And I put an offer on it and there were 23 offers on it and they countered every single offer. And so at that point, I think it went like $300,000 over the listing price. So at that point I was a little defeated because I was like, am I really going to be able to find a house in this market that, you know, I can afford and that I really love? Um, And so then when I found this one, it just happened to work out with the timing when we saw it that I didn't end up having to go over the asking price, but it was like a miracle. Like I've not heard of anyone not having to go over the asking price or the listing price. meant to be, that was your home. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I would say, and the thing is, I thought it was only in LA where it was like this, but apparently according to people's messages I get about the home buying process, this is happening everywhere where it's just a frenzy to buy a home. So just want to encourage any of you who are going through this to stick with it because so many times during the last few months, I've been like, what am I doing? I'm not doing this. This is too stressful. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to lie. Like watching your, watching you go through the process (laughs) has made me really I mean, I'm not currently looking, but has made me pump the brakes on wanting to. Well, I will just say this. Make sure you have all of your finances and everything as ordered as you can, because that will make your life so much easier. That's the problem. I just am so disorganized with that stuff. I'm shocked to hear that. It's like Like, weird. You're almost like Monica with her weird, messy closet. It's my weird, messy closet. (laughs) Like I'm so OCD about everything and I get things done. I make a checklist. For some reason, financial stuff is so hard for me Mm -hmm. to like grasp and and, and be organized with. Like I come up with these plans that I'm going to do and I'm going to color code and I'm going to only use this credit card for this stuff. And and then I just never do it. And I'm still getting my tax stuff together and taxes are due in like two weeks. Oh, wow. I'm still doing it. And I've been working on it for like the past few weeks. I'm telling you, when I found this out about Tanya, I felt like uh, there was like, I was talking to a different person because I'm like, you are, I'm, it's very on brand that I would be unorganized in that stuff, but it's not on brand for you. So unorganized that and Dropbox. I just can't. Those are the two things. It's just like, (laughs) we were just having, I seriously, every time I almost feel embarrassed because every time I have to do anything with Dropbox, I have to ask for help or like Google how to help because I just cannot figure it out. And I got here and Tanya was trying to send something. She was like, do you get Dropbox? And I'm like, no, but I'm so relieved to hear you say that. It's a headache. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. 
Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? And guess what? Macy's is celebrating in a big way. I was browsing Macy's online the other day, and I couldn't help but notice that they're highlighting some incredible AAPI-owned brands. I'm talking about names like Cardin, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve, brands that bring innovation, style, and diversity to the table. But wait, it gets even better. Macy's isn't just celebrating with fashion, they're also giving back. Throughout the month of May, you can support college access and student success by donating online or rounding up your purchase in-store to APIA Scholars. APIA Scholars is an incredible nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students to achieve their academic and professional dreams. And you can be a part of that mission simply by rounding up your purchase at Macy's Checkout. Trust me, every little bit helps. So join me and Macy's this May in celebrating Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month and shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Let's celebrate culture, style, and education together. Rakuten is a rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, pets, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores like Macy's, Best Buy, Petco, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the easiest and smartest way to find the best deals and savings. And every time I visit Rakuten.com, I'm always shocked by the thousands of brands that are featured. Me too. Did you know that Ticketmaster is one of those brands? So next time you're trying to see your favorite artist live, you can earn cash back when buying tickets with Rakuten. And the best part, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Plus, cashback rates change daily so you can keep checking to find the best deal. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving, and their members have earned over $4.6 billion in cashback. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. We did. So I did a Instagram live. Oh, yeah. Last week. And I don't even know because everyone on Instagram live was like, get Tanya to come on because um, I got my box of notes from you. Yeah. And Becky. Because um, oh, I was watching your live. So it's so funny because I was talking about you and I was like, oh, yeah, Becca had a, 
Oh yeah, my I had a photo shoot. You had like day, a yeah. swim shoe, and so I was like trying to go on Instagram to show Red Star photos or videos from your shoot, and then I we saw that you were going live, and so we started watching it. I was like, oh, I wonder what she's talking about. <laughs> I know. And then someone asked in the call, like uh, someone said, do you like Red Star? Or, like, are you happy that Red Star and Tanya are back together? And I was like, I don't even remember what, how the question was said, but I, don't I was know. like, I, I like Red th- Star, but most importantly, Tanya's happy. And then Tanya's like, hi, <laughs> in the comments. And so I'm like, oh, sh- I'm going to get her to come on here with me. So she she accepts the request to come on live and she's at dinner with Red Star just like they're both chatting with me and everyone was my views went skyrocketed. <laughs> I was like this is amazing. Uh it was funny because I was just going to join by myself and then he put his hand in the thing so I was like all right he's just I mean it's very it's interesting because it feels just very normal Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like this is like what a normal couple would do right you know what i mean it's not so i don't want to say secretive because it wasn't secretive but it was just like it just feels speaking of living free it just feels like a lot more free Mm -hmm. um this time around and it's it's interesting because after last week's podcast i got so many beautiful messages from you from you guys like honestly this community of scrub sisters is unparalleled like any other and I feel like people could tell that I was just feeling some type of way and so they were coming to encourage me and say that like they've learned like xyz because of me and like stuff just basically like validating me and trying to encourage me saying that I have more to offer than like my dating life you know like I was feeling just very deflated and like that's all I offered you know and so I I never get messages like that I mean they're (laughs) nice occasionally I'll get like a nice one here and there but like I'm happy that you get on that. <laughs> but it made me, I don't know, like it just made me feel really good inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thank you guys for the people that did reach out. It really means a lot. And it's weird because it's going at like, I feel like we try to start over this time around and, and we're going at like a normal pace that a normal couple would go through. And like, we're kind of coming out of the pandemic. And so mm-hmm. it's like, things are starting to, I don't know, just feel more normal again. Yeah, I guess, yeah, because y'all just kind of started dating when we went into the pandemic, huh? Mm -hmm. It was like new. Oh, yeah. It was like newly dating and then the pandemic hit and it was just like quarantine, lockdown, you know? Navigating a new relationship. Fun. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's going good. We have our matching keys. We have our... Wow. (laughs) Why are they matching? They're not matching. They're like, um, you know me, I'm very like intentional and I really need to just that's yeah. that's what i like that's where i thrive so we have these i don't want to share the words just because they're the oh, words you're are you're giving keys yeah oh i thought you meant your house yeah, keys. I was house like, key. okay oh no 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 but we do we have, have each other's, matching keys we do have each other's house keys which yeah are, i mean that's normal but matching feel felt a little uh, no. but that's actually a cute idea should i yeah. get like a little thing to put on like you know those things that you can put on the keys that are rubber yeah, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. i get matching ones like for each of no. ours or or not yeah, mm-hmm. or you can just know which one's which, like most people. Uh, <laughs> I don't have it on right now, but that's actually kind of a cute idea. I mean, you can go to the, uh, Home Depot and you can make it a pink Hello Kitty key or whatever. Or a you can do whatever you key. want. A butterfly. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Tanya's eyes is fell on the floor. Yeah, the, the, the Tanya face is fully and. That's effect. actually a really cute idea. <laughs> I don't hate it. 
but that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about the yeah, the giving yeah. the giving key necklaces. So they go together because each of them have two words. So I have two words and he has two words and they go together to make the four pillars of our relationship and we wear our keys whenever we're bopping around town. And it feels good. It's a requirement that you have your keys on. No, it's not a requirement. <laughs> but it's just like cute. And uh I'm still trying to be cautious just because of, you know, my heart, but mm-hmm. it's also so hard for me to do that. But I'm like yeah. trying to, you know. <laughs> the other day when uh Rhett's Star came to the summer or the cruel summer premiere, he had his key on, but it was like under his shirt, it wasn't out. And she was she was like, You'll have your key on? And he was like, Yeah, I do, it's under here. And she's like, Oh, it's under your shirt. I was like, Tonya, like <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> relax he's got it on <laughs> we don't have to wear all the i'm not wearing mine right now you know but when we're together it's fun to like have them <laughs> yikes for red star <laughs> that's what i was thinking but i thought i'd get yelled at if i said that yeah it, it might be different coming from you versus me, i think but, so yeah, yeah maybe but i say i think it to myself often but i tell tanya you know she'll tell yeah. me something that's bothering her and i'm like dear god poor. yeah red star <laughs> i know it's really funny i got these matching sweatshirts that say um uh what does the first one say it says uh, she's my sweet potato and the other one says yes um, i am yes i, yes, am, I or whatever. am each one red star thought that i bought it for him becca thought i bought them for her and i was like little do either of you know who's no, gonna have to wear i them. knew you bought it for him and i said poor red star oh and then he said poor becca and i was like oh and and she goes she goes no it's cute or something and i was like god i i was like honestly or she goes you should be thankful because it would have been you if it wasn't him and i was like you're right i am super grateful for him because little do you know they're actually for you I <laughs> I washed them and they're ready. They're hanging up in my closet, ready to go. Oh, what I can't wait to see the photo of you two in them. No, you and I. No, like you and <laughs> Red Star are going to look so cute. It feels like more of a couple thing. They're actually smaller in real life. So I feel like the oh, fit is... I, by default, it's mine. <laughs> I don't think you're either one of your sweet potatoes. I don't, know, I don't think that works for you two. Yeah, I agree. She's, oh, you think it has to be Red Star? Yes, I think it does. I don't think Becca is your sweet potato or vice versa. He said he was down to wear it for an occasion. And so I I feel like what's an occasion? Thanksgiving? Well, I mean, he wears your shirt with your face all over it. So it's not like he's not down to do something. That's a vacation shirt. Yeah, so the occasion maybe is a vacation. Okay, okay. I love that shirt, by the way. That's literally my favorite thing ever because people, when they realize that it's me, it's so fun, you know what I mean? Because we walk by and they'll be like, or, or like if we're ha- if we're out to lunch or whatever, and the server will be like, "Is that her on your?" And he's like, "Yeah." And it's always like a fun talking point. Do you know what I mean? Do you think yeah. they're like kind of worried though? Like, yeah, they're for him, like, like, "Wow, yeah, she really runs a tight ship around here." <laughs> like we're leaving the house. Put put your shirt on. Yeah, yeah. yeah and your necklace. Where's your key? Yeah, where's, yeah, your where's key? the key? Actually, Put it outside of the shirt, the shirt I don't make it. The shirt he actually like actually likes. He thinks it's like cool. Oh, he's like a cool shirt. Sweet guy. Yeah, sweet liar. Sweet, sweet how he lies to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you end up watching Grey's Anatomy? 
I watched the episode, but there wasn't a new one last week. No. No, no, no. Right. But I'm talking about the one that... <laughs> I did. And you know what? It brought up a lot of scuttle Why? in my Instagram because I. Oh, because you were like, are you team yeah. Meredith and Derek or are you. Did you ever feel like he always kind of wasn't great. Good enough for Meredith. A lot of people have some thoughts about Derek Shepard that are not. Nice. I mean, did we forget that he cheated on her right before he died? I hated that story. Like, I... Right, yeah, yeah, right. I hated it. And did we not forget that he wouldn't move for Meredith to get her dream job, but then he... Whatever. Mm -hmm. These are good points. Mm -hmm. No, they're good points, but I'm like, what (laughs) if we did that for everyone? Denny didn't. Denny we (laughs) saw for two seconds, and he was unfortunately in the hospital. Right, he would have given everything to be with Izzy. In that moment. And put her first. <laughs> okay. He even let her cut his Elvad wire. Okay. okay. <laughs> Regretfully, I'm sure. I'm just saying. It did not work out for anyone. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is that if we looked at every single person, especially their industry, that industry seems so like it's egotistical. It's cutthroat. Even if they bickered because they kind of were like after the same thing and had the same talent, there was like this level of competition, you know, between them because she was going to be like the up and coming. And then the only thing I am having a hard time, like even remotely defending is the cheating because like I hate that. I hated that storyline so bad. I was like, why? It ruined something that, in my opinion, was so perfect. What happens when you lack character? But anyways, he said in an interview that he cried. They cried when they like saw each other in film. That's fantastic. Well, it wasn't when he said goodbye, right? When he finished or when he wrapped? Yeah, when he wrapped. Yeah, when he wrapped. Oh, you know what? I actually had a a question for you guys. This is off topic, but I was on my sun run yesterday or the other day. And uh, I was like thinking, I always like think about one thing usually when I'm on my sun run. And this was, um, I was thinking about this trip that I want to take with one of my girlfriends for Memorial Day weekend. Because Hold on. Do you plan ahead of time what you're going to think about on that day's sun run? Usually, yeah. Do you like write it down or do you have a, like for no, the week? No, I just like, like think you... about things that I need to do that are like, so I have a to-do list that's a daily to-do list and then I have mm-hmm. like a rolling to-do list. And so I'll mm-hmm. usually look at my rolling to-do list of things that I need to like think about or start, you know. Because Memorial Day is like right around the Bob Warner. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> What's the saying? What is it? Bob Corner? Bob Horner? No. Okay. So Ryan says right around the corner, Bob Horner. But nobody else says that. That's oh, just a that's Ryan like a thing, thing because Bob Horner played for the Atlanta Braves when he was a kid. And when he was watching baseball with his dad when he was young, Bob Horner was a player. Oh. It's not like an expression. <laughs> I use that all the time. I'm like, it's right around the Bob Horner. <laughs> think you're saying it right uh, Bob, it's right around the bob horner yeah bob horner is yeah. correct oh. and, and you're right it is uh i believe four weeks from today is memorial day yeah so so i'm thinking about this as I, that was my son run right because it's me and, and one of my girlfriends will be fully like you know ready to go like good to go on a plane etc and i'm running and this tree just falls like i'm not talking like a tree branch like this tree falls like 
right in front of me, like almost literally almost hits me. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Like I'm telling you, if I was maybe five seconds quicker on my run, I would have been underneath this. Mm. And so now I'm like, is my trip? Should I not be taking it? Like, I, you know me, I took it as a sign. And I'm like, is this trip a bad idea? Let me look at that. Oh, because you were thinking about your trip. I was trip thinking when it about happened? this trip. Yeah. So that just fell. Nobody was cutting that down. Nothing. Nobody was. Literally wow. just fell out of nowhere. Because the weather was fine here today in Los Angeles. It wasn't right? today. I mean, this was yesterday. But it wasn't like I mean, windy. Yeah. It wasn't no, storming. No wind, nothing. Well, that's terrifying. Yeah. Well, I don't know what advice to give you about <laughs> if it's a sign or not, but maybe maybe you just weren't supposed to go down that direction, that path. I think I think that's a better like I'm not a big science guy, but I think that's it. If you had continued down that path, you'd have been hit by a bus or something. I don't think I, I think going from the thoughts in your head to a tree branch falling, I think that's one leap too far for me to make. Got it. So you think that yeah. tree branch actually is protecting me some from something worse yeah. down the line? I think that makes more sense to me. All right. That yeah. makes actually makes me feel better because I was like, oh my gosh, is this trip cursed? Like, should I not be doing this? How do you live like how do you live your life and like think it's in that very way? hard like yeah. honestly if you spent a day in my brain you'd be exhausted because like over analyzing everything wondering everything. if it's a sign for something else makes yeah, me feel exhausted healthy. exhausted right. yeah so take a day trip in my brain and you'll come out like me a ham what good soccer player because there's a lot of balls in there you know <laughs> <laughs> I know who Mia Hamm okay. is, but I okay, didn't know yeah. where it related to being Could in your brain. Could not figure that one out myself. That one, nope. a, lot a lot of balls, balls to kick around. A lot of balls to kick around. <laughs> and I do it, but I'm exhausted. Oh, I see. So you're just like kicking. Like there's just balls and you're like, you're kicking and then you're running to kick. Yeah, okay. the next one. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, well, the, this one's good. All right, cool. I'll shoot, in, shoot it in the goal. This one's not good. I'll try and kick it out. Wow. That <laughs> is a tiring that just that story about the tree just gave me an insight into you. It's also shocking how little Tanya grasps the game of soccer, but still, it's you know, it's still, still fun. Wait, what do you mean? That makes it you kick the ball in the goal, or if you just right, 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 you don't analyze the ball. Like that's a good one. That should go in the goal. That's a bad one. That should go the other way. There's not all kinds of balls all over the place happening. That's when you're like scrimmaging. I feel like they're always just throwing balls at you and you have to kick them. No, well, there's only one ball when you're playing soccer. Right. When you're on the field, not when you're like scrimmaging. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you didn't specify that you were scrimmaging. Right. I watched Ted Lasso, okay. And I have a thing or two. I know oh, a thing geez. or two about yeah, okay. soccer. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. So last week, uh, Tanya had me and Sophia on her radio show for The Vibe. And Tanya and I are talking and then I'm, I'm literally like Tanya had an earlier spot and she was trying to help me with my schedule. So she was like, can you jump on now? And I was like disgusting and like sweats. My hair was up in a bun. I just like looked gross and I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever I can do now. So we're talking and then she's like, okay, I'm going to bring Sophia on to do like a part together. And Sophia comes in and she's like glammed doing press day. Like I'm talking like a metallic gown on with like hair and makeup. makeup. Beautifully done. I was like, what in the heck? This is 
offensive at this point. It was so funny because we really had just like every like it was like glam. I feel like I was in between because I had some makeup on, but I was looking a little scruffy, kind of like I usually do. And then you who were like just rolled out of bed. It was literally like every type of person. <laughs> I hadn't just rolled out of bed. Thank oh. you very much. <laughs> 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 but it was so funny because we also had her on the morning show that same week and i feel like ryan made the same comment where he was like sophia you look so like nice yes. and we all look like in we're in hoodies yeah well, she, she was she was completely done up totally. her hair was not a not a follicle yeah. was out of place no no <laughs> yeah it was funny yeah that's totally her though you know like she's always She's on it. She shows up. Yeah. If her Zoom time is 1230, she's on the Zoom at 1225. Like, she is that. So it's similar to myself, I would say. Just, like, totally <laughs> put together yeah, right, 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 right on the dot. Yeah. 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 Early. 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 So my softball coach in high school said, if you're not early, you're late. Or if you're on time, you're late. Yeah. And ever since then, You've I was been... like, I didn't listen. <laughs> Ever since then, I've only been late. I, yeah. My kids don't listen either. I tell them that all the time. If you're not early, you're late. If you're not five minutes early for whatever it is, you're late. But they don't like that. They're like, oh, I don't want to be early because I'll be bored for five minutes. Well, you know what? Be bored. It's I good. know. I find that so interesting, too, in terms of just like uh, appointments. Like everybody just wants to get there. Like if your appointment's at 2.30 for your gyno or whatever, you, people yeah. show up right at 2.30. And it's like, well, no, I that's really that. when you're supposed to be like going back into your no. room. Like you should show up. I like... I like getting there at 2.15 because then I got some me time. I can just look, go through my phone. Right. And if they can make, take you early, then they take you early. And you're right. Out early yes. Or like, no downside. No downside. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. I mean, listen, some people are good at that. And uh, some people are not. <laughs> some people like to just get in and be brushed back and mm. be like mildly stressed out the whole time trying to calm down you know yeah, that just seems like stress i don't want to add to my life that's fair i get, I get it yeah. i get it it's just not something i i've been able to fix mm. wait there was something else that i wanted to tell you too what was it oh game night so we're gonna make we're gonna do a fun game night okay have you seen the movie game night no should i I loved it. I thought it was like a well, murder. There's there's some darker elements of it, but it's a it's a comedy, so it's not it's not too heavy. We just watched it the other night. That's what made me think of it. My daughter's very into it. She's going through a Jason Bateman phase. Uh, it's very good. It's very funny. As we all go through a Jason Bateman phase, <laughs> don't we is all? That yeah. A thing? Is that oh a my god. Yeah, horrible bosses and uh, He's great in horrible bosses. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Is he married? Yeah. To um, Paul Anka's daughter. You don't know who Paul Anka is, probably, but anyway, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, he's married, a couple of kids. Great. God, love yeah. to hear it. <laughs> he's great. He's great he, in Ozark. He's he great in Arrested great. Development. Yeah, that's, he's great. you know, I feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves. I agree. And his yeah. podcast, Smartless, is great. He's just good. What's it about? It's him and Will Arnett and mm -hmm. Sean Hayes from Will and Grace. And the th you're not a Will Arnett fan? He winced really, when I said his name. Really yeah. Poo pooed that. <laughs> anyway, um, they have celebrities on for interviews, but the the hook of the show is that one of them knows who the guest is going to be. The other two don't know who it's going to be, and though so they're surprised by whoever they have to interview. Then and it's great. I love it. Huh. 
Yeah. How do they? What if it's someone they know nothing about and they needed to like kind of re? You know, that's happened. They've had like on uh, an astronaut they didn't know much about, but that's they can come at it from that way. If they don't know the person, then the listener probably doesn't know much about that person, and they can come at it from that angle. That's cool. I actually liked it. And I mean, an astronaut, whether I knew about them specifically, I'd have a lot of questions. Yeah, exactly. Did you guys hear the story about the woman who they sent to space and they sent her, she was on her period and they gave her a hundred tampons? Oh yeah. I heard about that. I wonder if that was her. I wonder if that was the guest they had on because it was a female astronaut. I wonder. Anyway, I totally derailed this conversation. You were going to talk about game night. I apologize. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do game night, and we want to set up just a bunch of different games, such as Jenga, Prosecco Pong, Ping Pong, Bocce Ball. There was one other... Uh, there was one other one and just kind of have these little games and then just have some of our friends over mm-hmm. to play in the backyard. And I think that sounds, doesn't that sound so fun. It sounds so yeah. fun. I'm so, when are we doing that? I don't know. <laughs> gotta, gotta get that in the calendar. Yeah. I gotta get that set up. I gotta get that scheduled in the calendar. It, it's a great idea. We just had, my oldest had her birthday party a few weeks ago. She's 15 now. And, um, oh. uh, my wife set up a whole bunch of minute to win it games. You know? Oh, yeah. Remember that game show? Like, like you'd have a bowl of ping pong balls and then an empty bowl, and you have to use a spoon in your mouth to get as many ping pongs from one bowl to the other in a minute. I love that game. And then there was, we got, we had eight of them. And the general feeling was like, oh, they're teenagers. They're going to hate this. They're going to think it's lame. They loved it. They totally got into it. They split up into teams and they were very competitive. It was really, really fun. Yeah. So all credit to my wife for that idea. It really worked. You know what I'm realizing about teenagers is that, you're like one. <laughs> well, yeah, but also that like the the thing is to be cool and like not get excited about certain things, but in truth they're all the same as we all were as teenagers. They still get excited. I mean, I I love games. Like any competition, I'm like totally yeah. down for, but the the image that they have to portray is way cooler than they really are on the inside. Yes, very true. And that was true of us as well. Exactly. We're just trying to be I cool. I never had yeah. that chip, though. Like, I didn't have that cool. That's true. And I, you still don't. Yeah. You never have. <laughs> yep. That's true. I didn't have it. I didn't have it in high school. Like, I was just like, I wanted to, like, be the nerd that started the, the nerdy class or the nerdy club and wear my John Mayer shirts to school when nobody was doing that, you know? Like, so you wanted to be a trendsetter, though. That was like. I think that's a compliment to you, Tanya, that you are not too cool for anything. Is and it I mean not that too sincerely. cool or is it not cool enough? No, no, no. I think because there's, there's no such thing as being too cool, right? right? And that's an image that we put mm-hmm. forth. Like, no, 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 I'm too cool for that. That's just kind of a, it's a construct. It's not a real thing. But you don't have that. You're not too cool for anything. If you love it, you love it 100%. Thank you so much. You know what? That's true. And I also realized that for the month of May, because I've been kind of like letting my brain go to this negative space a lot lately. And I've just been like kind of... I don't know, just being a little bit like poor me and I don't like being in that headspace. And so I decided for the month of May that I'm going to literally purge these negative thoughts. Like I'm literally doing a full on detox in addition to sugar, but that's for another reason. Mm. Um, Because sugar really doesn't make me feel good. Like I love it when it hits my lips and the next day I just feel sluggish. So I'm going to do a full detox of refined sugar and getting rid of all these negative thoughts in my head and how I'm doing it every day. I'm going to be sending a video to somebody in my life, um, telling them the, the positive things I love about them. 
That's that's great. So that's what I'm going to do for the month of May. And then come June, I'm going to create some sort of like fitness to get like my physical body into like shape. And I'm going to have it end like end June with some sort of like triathlon. You're going to end June with a triathlon? Well, it's probably going to be man-made. Like I'm not going to sign up for one of those things. Like I'm going to. A man-made triathlon. Like I'm going <laughs> to make it myself. So whatever triathlon, I don't know the details. Yeah, but let's say it's however many miles of the run is, I will like map out where I'm going to run and I will complete that. And then however, however long the swim is, I will find a pool and I will do the, you know, and then what's the one bike? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to make it, it's going to be man-made, but everything I do in June is going to kind of lead me to be able to do that. I'm going to create it myself. Yeah. Wow. That's big, big deal. Yeah, sometimes you make me feel like I'm just like not doing enough in my life. But then I realize like I am. It's just you go the extra mile for. um... Well, no, like I have to have I have to do like I've really been noticing this this mindset. And Uh so it's like I have to actually practice it. Like I have to actually be super intentional and plan these things out Uh because that's what helps me. Yeah. And then the physical thing I've been wanting to do for a while. And I'm just like, why not do it? And then red star was kind of into it. So we're probably going to do it, like do a couple's thing, do it together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but his stuff, like obviously he's quicker than I am like, uh, speed wise. So mm-hmm. I don't really know how that's going to work. Are y'all but... going to do it in time or just to complete it? What do you mean? Like, are you going to time it? He like, wants is that a... to. Oh, he wants to time it. Yeah. I just want to say, it. I mean, I if it's just the all two, it, Maybe he could do it with you together since y'all are just the goal is to complete it. Right, right, right. Accomplish it. Right. He's just like. But there's going to be like the whole month we're going to have different things that we do to get us ready for the big triathlon. We're still noodling out the yeah, kinks. Yeah. The kinks mm-hmm. are still being noodled out. You know, it's early May. But yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. And then your birthday is right after that. Does that play into this? Like you want to be in peak physical, mental condition by July 18th? You know what? It it didn't, but that's a great way. I want to be in peak mental and physical condition for a brand new year of living. Oh, for your birthday? Yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah. Just to go into 34 with like a strong mind, a strong body, a sharp wit, a hilarious <laughs> humor. Do, how are you going to do that? How are you going to sharpen your wit? <laughs> yeah. How are you going to sharpen your wit? I don't know. I'm going to Google it. Oh. <laughs> how do answers. I do everything? Yeah. <laughs> Jenny Chan? <laughs> what? What's your, where do you get all your news? Where do you say? Oh, your, Ginger Chan. Ginger Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Chan. I was like, that doesn't sound right. It doesn't roll off the tongue, weirdly. It's very similar, but not right. <laughs> I can you go- believe that Woodvale didn't come out? Yes. You can believe it? I can. Because oh. I think 1989, the re-release is going to come first. So what's the Woodvale thing? I don't know. This is what happens when you do your TikTok theories. They don't come to life. Tanya, what you're not getting is that everything that you've gotten your theories from, they got them from TikTok. I'm talking about the same theories as you. You're just getting them from Ginger Chan. I'm getting them from the source. (laughs) She always argues with me about this. And I'm like, we're talking about the same thing. I just got it before you. (laughs) I'm ahead of Ginger. I'm ahead of Ginger. (laughs) It's actually Sisney that gives me the news, but, you know, it's fine. Details. 
you are the one who always i'm just in following your lead of what you say which is always yes, ginger chance ginger chance is me oh man oh. well we have uh devon franklin coming to chat with us which i'm so excited about and um so we're gonna take a break and we'll we'll be right back with him Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? And guess what? Macy's is celebrating in a big way. I was browsing Macy's online the other day, and I couldn't help but notice that they're highlighting some incredible AAPI-owned brands. I'm talking about names like Cardin, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve, brands that bring innovation, style, and diversity to the table. But wait, it gets even better. Macy's isn't just celebrating with fashion, they're also giving back. Throughout the month of May, you can support college access and student success by donating online or rounding up your purchase in-store to APIA Scholars. APIA Scholars is an incredible nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students to achieve their academic and professional dreams. And you can be a part of that mission simply by rounding up your purchase at Macy's Checkout. Trust me, every little bit helps. So join me and Macy's this May in celebrating Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month and shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Let's celebrate culture, style, and education together. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I feel like therapy, in all seriousness, it wasn't something I ever knew I needed until I started doing it. And I realized how much of an impact it had on my entire life. I think the thing with therapy that's so good is I think that everybody has an ego. We all think that our way is the right way and it's the only way when in reality there is no right or wrong way. And I think therapy really opened me up to that. Like I'm playing therapist in some of my relationships. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. How, that's how much therapy has helped me. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash scrubbing today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash scrubbing. Presented by 21 Seeds. So, you know, because you have a ton of friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready to go. 
Definitely. And people don't want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like playing charades or having a dance party on the patio. Exactly. That's why 21 Seeds infused tequila is a must have. 21 Seeds is an award winning tequila infused with the juice of real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. So you only need two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. 21 Seeds makes the most delicious and easy margaritas ever. Yes. 21 Seeds is smooth, fresh and tastes incredible. And it's not overly sweet. It tastes like tequila. Just infused with real juice. Totally. And get this, 21 Seeds is female founded. Love it. Modern women, baby. Two sisters and one friend. All my friends are like sisters, so I can relate. Listen, if you love tequila like us, add 21 Seeds infused tequila to your drink bar at home. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. All right, you want to do the intro, Tanya? Oh, my gosh. I would love nothing more. Okay. I am very excited to introduce our next guest. He is, you know, I don't really want to give you a title because you're so much more than an author. You're so much more, you know what I mean? Like, you you don't deserve a title because you are the one, the only, Devon Franklin! Yay! <laughs> hey, what's going on? So good to see you and be here. I'm just grateful. I'm excited. You are honestly one of my favorite people. And I, I honestly like I call you a mentor because I I look to you and I always say that you have such great advice and little nuggets of information, but also you don't just talk the talk, you walk the walk. And it's really awesome to see because you really just live out your truth and you don't sugarcoat anything, you know, like if things are hard or if you're struggling through something, you really go there. And I appreciate that so much. Oh, wow. No, thank you. I mean, truly, it's just an honor to try to help in any way. And obviously, it's just great to, you know, be your friend and all of that. I'm just I'm just blessed. So I'm <laughs> glad I can help in any way possible. Okay, so I actually learned about Devon. Uh, we were talking, Ryan actually brought you up on the morning show, he'd heard something that Oprah had posted mm -hmm. some quote of yours in her book. And we started talking about your book, The Weight. And so I started reading The Weight and we had you on the morning show. And I had this eureka moment where I realized that I was giving my body and I was in this perpetual pattern of pain by sleeping with people without getting commitment, which is what I wanted. And I had this kind of light bulb moment where I was like, I'm not having unattached sex anymore. Like I just just it just no it wasn't happening and I felt lighter and I felt the shift in me and I like we did this high five and I felt I your that. do you remember that I felt yeah, like I just that. my life was turning and turning a corner like I finally saw the light and so I started at that point I started reading all of your books that were coming out and you just are so so you have this new book that's called live free and yes. the introduction is something that I feel like and I was telling Becca this I think everybody can relate to because we all have expectations that not only we put on ourselves, but we put on our lives, like our friends put these things, our, our family, our faith. Um, and there are things that we don't even realize we're shifting the way that we live our lives based on these expectations. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. through your book, I'm only through the first chapter. So I'm really excited to dive in and really yeah. dig through this because I think this is what everybody is going through this right now. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, first of all, when you look at the pandemic, um, we all are navigating the unexpected and it's like, okay, cause think about it. Many of us who, if you, if you were tethering your identity to what you were doing, 
the pandemic hits. And then it's like, wait, I can't do the thing I was doing in the way I was doing it. So who am I? Mm -hmm. What is this about? What is my value? And so I think most people are trying to reassess who, who am I? What do I want to do? Was my life even heading in the right direction? And so I wrote this book. Um, I, I sold the book uh, to set to write it before the pandemic. And then I started writing it during the pandemic. And it really informed so much of, of what's in the book to really help anyone navigating the unexpected in your personal life, uh, in your professional life, in your relational life, because I believe the path to living free and when I say live free, this is what it means. It means you, we are not under the emotional, physical, or mental control of anyone or anything. We set the expectations that we live by. Now, it doesn't mean that others can't have expectations of us, of course. Mm -hmm. But we resist the temptation to let someone else's expectation of our life become our expectation if it's not of our choosing. So even when the pandemic, even though things are unexpected, okay, the quote that Ryan responded to was the quote where I said, we don't get to control the things that happen. The only thing we can control is how we prepare for what might happen and how we respond to what just happened. And so this whole book is about that idea when we live free, when we say, all right, you know what? Some unexpected things have happened. Okay, got it. Now what am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to let what's happened dictate how I feel, how I think, and how I become but how do you really let go of expectations that are put on you from mm. other people or from your faith or from your family? Yeah. How do you actually really let go? Because okay, it's, it's easier said than done. Okay, great. Wonderful. Uh, anything that's easy, tell me if it's valuable. Usually not. Mm -hmm. You all have one of the top podcasts in the game. It's not easy, mm -hmm. but it's valuable. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. It is not easy to resist the temptation to just fit in to what people expect of us. But so this is why I wrote the book, because I wanted everyone reading it to think for a minute. Is this the life I want to live? And if it's not, whose life am I living? Mm -hmm. I'm living what my mom wants me to live. I'm living what my father wants. I'm doing what my friends want me to do. I'm living how my spouse wants me to live. My kid, Whatever it may be, just ask the question, am I actually living the life that I want? Mm -hmm. Now, let's fast forward to the end of your life. And at the end of your life, God says, you did what was expected, but you did not do what was destined. There was a different, better, more fulfilling life for you. But because your mother told you not to do, you didn't do. Right. Because your spouse told you not to go, you didn't go. Mm -hmm. If you can't live with that, then you got to do the hard work now. And here's the thing. You don't do it out of anger or frustration. Do it in love. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as the next time somebody asks you to do something that's not in your heart, instead of doing it out of obligation, just say, hey, I, I love you. I, I'm, I'm not being called to do that right now. They may get mad. Okay, nothing wrong with that. It's all right. Because guess what? Think about how much we do out of obligation. Think about how much time. We give up because mm -hmm. we feel obligated. Well, if I don't do this, they're going to get mad. Okay, so they're mad. Tell me what happens next. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then, so then we don't want them to get mad, so then we get mad later. How many times have we committed to do something? We did it, and we get home, and we say, 
oh no, we're getting ready for it. We're like, why did I do this? Yeah. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it goes, so, I mean, so the thing, it goes a lot bigger, I think, because um, for me, when I started going to Christian church, you know, I grew up serving Orthodox. Like I was going to serving Orthodox church my entire life and not really understanding the language, not really understanding the s- services at all, not getting mm-hmm. anything, just going because I grew up serving Orthodox and that's just what we did, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I started to realize that I was really resonating and getting a lot from going to Christian church and I wanted to pursue that, that was a really tough conversation to have with my parents because it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, why, yeah. what is it about, you know, the Serbian or like, what is it about the culture or like, why are you turning your back? All of these tough, weird, it was a weird time and it took, it took a little bit of time, but I think eventually it kind of came back around to you're getting so much more from the Christian church and what you're doing now in your adult life. But like that shaped so much. I didn't, I didn't, this didn't start until maybe like I was 22, 23. Like mm-hmm. I was dating a guy and I wanted him to convert to Serbian Orthodox <laughs> when I didn't even want to be it myself. I was just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? But, but it's you about up. living free. You started to live free and now look at your life. Yeah. How do you, how do you manage like, obviously knowing that people will be mad or disappointed, but how do you manage like my whole life? And I'm just having this eye opening realization this last year, of my life realizing of how much my whole life has been about pleasing other people and doing what they wanted me to do and being who they wanted me to be. And I'm, I've been really working. I'm going to therapy, like really trying to like, get to a place where I'm not living for everyone else's expectations, but I still struggle with the disappointment of people being disappointed in me or like the feeling of people being disappointed in me, which I, I, you know, I know there's a process of letting that go, but how do you get to a place where you're able to say, this is what's best for me and Mm -hmm. I can live with the disappointment. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. um, You know, in the book, I talk about expectations are the secret software that run our life. And we don't actually react to the events of life. We react to our expectations of events. Mm -hmm. We don't react to people. We we react to our expectations of people. We don't react to our own successes. We react to what we, where we thought we would be by now or Mm -hmm. something like that. The reason why I bring that up is because the programming that's, that's operating in your system of pleasing and being is so strong that it is going to take time as you are rewriting it. Like, first of all, you just had to come into the awareness. Mm -hmm. Hey, wait a second. Wait a minute. I'm I'm pleasing all these other people. And here's the irony about pleasing people. They don't value it. Mm -hmm. They do. You do it. You, you, you go out of your way to please them. And they say, Oh, thank you. Move on about it. And sometimes they don't even say, thank you. And you're like, wait a second. I'm the crazy one here. I'm over here doing all this and they don't even care. So as you got that awareness, starting to build that, rewrite the system, mm-hmm. just, it takes time. Yeah, It takes time. It takes practice. And, and that other system is so strong. Those feelings of guilt, mm-hmm. those feelings of like, you sure you shouldn't do what they want you. Like all those are to be expected. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's part of the process. But keep building that new habit and keep setting those expectations for yourself and keep living according to what's in your heart. And eventually that will become more normal. Mm-hmm. And the concern about their, their disappointment or, or how they feel will, will become less. Mm-hmm. 
That's the way to do it. It's, it's just, it's not going to happen magically. It's not going to happen overnight. I'm not going to tell you, oh, living free. You just live free right now. Hey, you free. <laughs> it's a process. <laughs> it's a process. And, uh, and, but it's a process that's rewarding. And it's a process that uh, is it, something I think we all need to commit to. Yeah, I, I feel I one time I don't know where I heard this quote, but it was it was like other people's expectations of you are not your responsibility. And it like felt like it hit me in the forehead. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, I almost feel like me being a people pleaser has actually been me doing something where like you said, there was no reward in it for me. It was more so like, I felt like they would be disappointed if I wasn't doing what they wanted to. But then once I did what they wanted to, it wasn't like I got a gold star or anything. It was almost just like they were expect they were used to it. And so. Oh, what? Oh, but see what you're hitting on Becca is this is, this is like why I'm so passionate about this book, because think about this, what you just said is so true. So what was a sacrifice for you to do goes from becoming like someone requesting something of you to then you're going out of the norm, you're sacrificing, you're doing what they wanted you to do, right? You're honoring mm-hmm. their request. And then that becomes expected. Mm-hmm. So it no longer becomes value. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what Becca always does. So, well, why would I say thank you? Or why would I really have a lot of consideration about that? That's just who she is. That's what she does. Mm-hmm. And, but for you, you're like, wait a minute, I'm being taken advantage of. Yeah. You, know, you have no idea what I just had to do to do this for you. And you don't even value it. Yeah. This is why you, this, this is why the revelation and the path you're on is so beautiful. And it's amazing because you're coming into a realization of your value. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually worth more than just plea, being a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I got to be a Becca pleaser first. Mm-hmm. I got to make sure Becca feels good. And if I don't feel good, then I may not do depending on what it is. Do you feel sometimes, and I grew up in a, uh, like, Christian home. I grew up going to church and I was yeah, like Baptist, non-denominational. And I feel like in growing up in that, you're kind of taught that self-pleasing is selfishness. And so now I'm like having to rewire my brain to know that being able to take care of myself is the way I'm able to take care of others. And it's not selfish to put myself first in certain circumstances, but it's like having to rewire that part of my brain too, of being taught my whole life of like self-pleasing is selfishness. Oh boy. Listen, I was, I've been raising it church my whole life. I uh, listen, we all need a support group. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Christian. I, I love being yeah, Christian, yeah. but here's the, here's, but here's the thing. Um, most people come to the Christian faith because of the love of Christ, mm-hmm. right? They, they get exposed to the love of Christ and that love is so compelling that they make the commitment that this is the life I want to lead. And I want to be a follower of, of Christ who completely is, is the the definition of love. Mm -hmm. So most people become Christian because of love, Mm -hmm. but then the way we're socialized is very different. Mm -hmm. The way we're socialized is through control. You can't do Mm -hmm. be careful judgment, right? Ridicule Mm -hmm. finger pointing. So then we start to say, well, wait a minute. There's a scripture that says who the son, who Jesus sets free is free indeed. Mm -hmm. That's scripture, but that's not how we're socialized. We're we're not taught to listen to Mm ourselves. We're not taught to listen to the voice. No, no, be careful. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do this. But let's go to the greatest commandment. Jesus says, here's the greatest commandment. uh, To love the, the Lord your God with all your heart, 
and to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, throughout my whole upbringing in the church, the only emphasis is on the neighbor. Mm-hmm. Love your neighbor now. You better love your neighbor now. But it, but it says love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I don't know how to love me well, I will not know how to love you well. So it does start with learning how to love who he created us to be. Now, there's, there's two, two ideas here real quick. One is on the plane, right? When, when it's the, the uh, you know, the over the loudspeaker, when we take off, uh, you hear, oh, in case of emergency, uh, the mask is going to fall and you put on your mask and then you put on, you help uh-huh. somebody else, right? Now, for years, I thought that was the dumbest advice ever because, because Becca, like you, I was a people pleaser, right? No, I'm, I'm here to please everybody. I would not put on my mask first. I'm going to go help everybody else with their mask. And then as I got older, I realized I'm the crazy one. Why? Because if something happens and that cabin pressure adjusts and I can't breathe, maybe I can go help one or two people before I die. But if I put my mask on first, then I can help the whole plane. Yeah. Why? Because I made sure that I was all right. There's a difference between selfishness and self-prioritization. Mm-hmm. In the book, I talk about we have to self-prioritize. When I'm selfish, it means I want what I want, and I don't care how much pain I have to inflict to get it. Mm-hmm. I look at everything as an opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is about. Self-prioritizing says, I want to be of greater service to everyone, so I must be of service to myself. That's a great distinction. Yeah, it's not about Mm -hmm. being selfish. It's about prioritizing. I want everybody else's well-being to be great, so I got to take care of my Mm well-being. That's self-prioritizing, and I think that's critical in order to live free. That's really good stuff. (laughs) I'm telling you. Wait, and I also want to touch on because I, so I'm on chapter one, but I perused. I kind of wanted to just kind of look through and see what the chapters were and stuff. And I saw the chapter on relationships and you know, you say live free and take care of yourself, but also when you're in a relationship, you need to take care of that relationship and have another person that, you know, is deals with things in a totally different way. And so I kind of wanted to, how do you live free in a relationship? And then also I wanted to touch on, you were talking about how a lot of our expectations in relationships are, you know, we learn it from movies or from TV shows or they're really kind of unrealistic. And I'm one of those people <laughs> where like, I'm like, I saw Cinderella, like, where is my prince and where is my glass <laughs> slipper? You know what I mean? And I feel like I've seen myself going down that path for a lot of my life. And so I kind of want you to talk about a, how do you live free in a relationship when you have to, when you are not have to, when you are lovingly <laughs> with somebody else <laughs> And then how to kind of uh, control your expectations in terms of that relationship and like your pie in the sky views of things. Yes. Okay, great. So, so on the first thing is how do you live free? Um, all right. So living free, just we ha- we, in order to live free, we have to set our expectations. You got to ask the first question, uh, what's a realistic expectation? How do I know if it's realistic? If it's in my control. If it's in my control, then it's realistic and I can expect it. If it's not, then it's unrealistic, and I argue you shouldn't expect it. So when we apply that, and the second part is is communication. Is it spoken or unspoken? Does the expectation need to be communicated? If it does, great. Communicate it to the person and see if they agree. And if it doesn't, no problem. So let's start with the first thing. How do you live free in a relationship? This is why I have a whole chapter of the book dedicated to singles. Because if you can live free as a single person, 
you bring that freedom to the relationship. How? Because you realize there's a whole section of the book that says the only thing that you and I control is ourselves in the remote. That's it. In a relationship, how much time and energy is spent trying to control somebody else and what they do? Most of the relationship. Mm -hmm. I want this person to do this. I want them to show up here. I want them to be this. I want them to say this. I want them to do this. We're trying to, and, and we're so frustrated and I'm not happy. Why? Because the person's not doing what I want. Mm -hmm. But first and foremost, you're not living free. Why? Because your entire emotional well-being is completely connected to what this person does and doesn't do. In a relationship, the way that we live free is we remember that even in a union, we are still the creator and keeper of our happiness. When I realize that as an individual, I only have control of me. Okay, so if I don't create my own happiness, when you talk about Hollywood, right? That whole idea, oh, you make me happy. <laughs> Inherent in that, in that statement is a flaw, a fatal flaw. What is it? Making means creating. When I, if I say, oh, you make me happy, that means, oh, you create my happiness. That's fine as long as you keep creating happiness for me. But what happens when you don't? Mm -hmm. The same person that made you happy one day, they're going to make you sad in the next moment because we outsource our happiness to somebody else. So to live free in a relationship, we have to understand, I got to give this person the space and the freedom to be who they are, not who I want them to be. So good. And if I don't like who they are, that is not their problem. It's my problem. Right. So either I'm going to get to the place where I accept, you know, I accept who they are as they are. And I bet in, in who they are in their current state brings me enough joy where it makes sense for me to stay in it. But if I feel like, man, I got to change them. I got to do this. The first thing I would say before you get out of any, any relationship Look at the relationship as a mirror. It's not them. It's you. What is this relationship trying to teach you about you? What are the areas you need to grow? What are the areas you need to mature? What are the areas you need to kind of say, you know what, I'm going to let that go. Because here's what I know. Whatever work we don't do in one relationship, that uncompleted work follows us to the next mm -hmm. one. So how we live free is we know we can control ourselves. We be the loving person that we want to be. We take the lessons. We communicate because unspoken expectations are relationship killers. We communicate and then we evaluate. We evaluate. See what it is. Can you give an example of you said something about <laughs> what you can control? Like if you can control it, then you can expect it. Is that yes. what you said? Can you give an example of some like something in a relationship of that yeah. like yeah yeah we, we can control uh how we love because see a lot of times we we make love conditional mm -hmm. so so let's say you're a naturally loving person sometimes the relationship you will allow it to get you out of who you are well this person is not this person takes me for advantage takes advantage of me this person takes me for granted so i'm going to stop being loving is that is that really the move you're going to let them alter your DNA? Right. And you, you become who they are? No. So what we can control is our disposition. We can control our outlook. Mm -hmm. We can control 
control our, our understanding of what's happening. This is why I talk about perspective in the book, especially when it comes to dating. Number one asset I believe in dating is perspective. Having a, to be able to see the person clearly. This is why I talk about expectations because sometimes our expectations of people distort our view of them. What we can control is also communicating what our needs are. So hey, true. I have this need. Can I expect you to meet that need? But what happens is we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We buy into the Hollywood idea. Oh, if they love me, they'll know. Gonna... Yeah. <laughs> and then here's what happens: we we buy into that myth, and then we get mad at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, well, if they loved me, they would have known that I wanted you know these type of flowers, or they would have known that they should have done this or done that. And then we not only judge them, we then make a conclusion about their intent for our well-being based upon an expectation that was never communicated. Mm-hmm. Just because someone cares about you does not mean they can read our mind. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody deeply loves you doesn't know exactly what you need. So we got to do the hard work of communicating, hey, here's what I need. And we got to give the other person the opportunity to say yes or no. So. Next, because we need it, they're going to do it. <laughs> it's so true. I, there, I, I want to, there's another thing I like a follow-up that I want to get to. Um, but I feel like that specific topic is really good in terms of the email that we got this week. And I would interested on your perspective of it because. Yeah. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think what you're talking about actually could really be some good advice so mark could you want to read the email to devon sure hi devon thanks for coming on it's a pleasure to meet you Mm -hmm. this is from anonymous i'm 33 with an 11 year old daughter and in a relationship of just over three years things were really great in the beginning and after being together for two years my daughter and i moved in with him since then things have kind of changed and i'm realizing that his ideal day is to be home and on the couch and it's like pulling teeth in an argument just to go on a walk with him I've asked him if he's possibly depressed, and he says he's fine. More and more recently, I just feel like I'm alone in the relationship and have also voiced these frustrations. He's a great guy and does have many great qualities, but I'm not so sure that the lifestyle he loves so much works for me. Help. (laughs) Okay. All right, great. So this is the first thing is I talk about this in the book. You got to ask the question, first and foremost, where is this going? Because inherent in her tension is that she wants to go somewhere that he may not be willing to go. So first and foremost, what is it that you're wanting out of this relationship? You know, if you're living with him and you guys have this, are you, do you want to get married? Do you want more of a commitment? Like, what is it that you want? So first and foremost, identify what you want and then ask where this is going. The, the, the third thing is this, in that dynamic, when somebody wants to do something, the other person doesn't, you got to really ask the question, well, why do I want them to do that with me so badly? If there are things that I like to do, can I still find joy in, the, in doing those things even if my partner doesn't do them with me? Or do I need my partner to do those things with me for me to like to do those things? Hmm. Or if there are things that you like to do that's different than what he likes to do, how can you find one or two things that you like to do together? So instead of getting so frustrated with him for not doing what you want, why not find some things that you both like to do together? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like, I don't, I'm not into walking. That doesn't make him lazy. Mm-hmm. Calling him lazy, that's a judgment. He could be very hardworking, just doesn't feel like going on walks. Mm-hmm. But find if this is a relationship you want to keep, if it's a relationship that you think has some merit, 
You gotta also communicate. Hey babe, can we sit down and talk? Let's set our expectation. I want this to be more or I want this to go here. Is that what you expect? Because I actually want more out of a relationship. Is that what you want? Mm -hmm. You know, we're here, but it feels like we plateaued. Where do, where do you wanna take this? Here's where I wanna go. Is that your vision? Communicate, communicate. Before you evacuate a relationship, communicate in the relationship. And that communication will start to reveal the information. And then based upon information, that's how you know what to do. So I would encourage her before she gets out of it, ask some of these questions, mm -hmm. do some of this seeking, and then see what the answers are. I like that. Communicate before you evacuate. Yeah. Because so many people are so like, they're like, they're not getting it. I'm, I'm done. I can't handle it. When they haven't even really given them a chance by communicating. But I do exactly. think that you hit the nail on the head with something too. I think that a lot of, a lot of times people can become very codependent in their mm -hmm. relationships and not like, it's like, let's just say my favorite thing is climbing trees. It's not, but oh, like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and I have to do the, I, I want my partner to climb trees with me, but I've been climbing trees for years before he even came into my life. So why can't I just go and climb my trees by myself and still get joy from it? Mm -hmm. And he doesn't have to do it with me. But yeah, I think there's this codependency yeah. that kind of, I think happens over time where you don't want to do anything separate. And I think that can become a very dangerous oh. time. Well, yes, I, agree with that. I also think that sometimes you get into like you've been doing something alone all this time and then you have someone that you enjoy doing everything with and like they make right. your life better and make things more fun. So it's like, oh, my gosh, something that I love could be even better with the person that I love. But there has to be a balance of being able to say if they're like, I don't enjoy that at all. And you can just feel that they're miserable the whole time. They don't bring any addition to it at that point because they're complaining. So I, I agree. It's more so like where can you meet in the middle on something you both enjoy? And then you can do the things that you love on your own or with someone else that enjoys those things. And but what you're saying, if it was communicated in that way, that's so much more positive. Like, hey, babe. I love doing this, but when I do it with you, I love it even more. Mm -hmm. Versus, why don't you want to do this with me? Mm -hmm. Just framing it in like, wow, this is, you know, I like spending this time with you. It, it makes it, me feel so much happier. That, in, that it just makes someone feel wanted mm -hmm. and needed and not like they're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. That feeling of I'm not doing enough and, and I can never do enough to please someone in a relationship, that feeling, that seed of resentment, it's never going to get somebody where they want to be. Mm -hmm. That is oh. like, that is hitting the nail on the head. I think that's a very common theme that a lot of people can feel like anything I'm doing is just, it's just not good enough. And that's like probably the worst place to be. Mm -hmm. Totally. It is. It is. And so it just comes from communicating our needs in, in more of a positive way. And even again, if, if that person doesn't, they're not obligated to meet our needs. Mm -hmm. And I, I think this is something that, because I think I feel like I've lived my life based on expectations of how I want things to be or how I thought that things would be. 
in every aspect of my life. And I'm slowly starting to chip away at those things. And it's really hard work. But even like for me as a Christian, I always thought I was going to marry a Christian man. We were going to go to church together every Sunday. Mm. We were going to take photos with the Easter bunny with our kids. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I thought that was going to be my future, you know? And I met this, I recently started uh, a relationship again with this man that I dated last year and he's Jewish. And Mm. It was, it, it was, it's been an interesting and ongoing conversation because he's not like, he's come to church with me on, um, online, you know, cause church was yeah. not in person for a long time. And we've celebrated some of his Jewish holidays together. And I had this moment where I was just kind of like, would it be easier or would you want me to be Jewish? And he said, he goes, um, the way I love the way that you live your life and I love your heart. And I think a lot of that has to do with your faith. So I would never want to change that about you. And we've had that conversation of like kind of doing a hybrid of things and celebrating both of our holidays. And so it's like, in my mind, this is not how I expected it to be at all. But I honestly think that it it's better. Like I've never, I celebrated Hanukkah this year. Like who knew, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, also, but here's the thing. Jesus was Jewish. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, let's just start there okay so you know doing the things that he did on on this earth is, is not it's not a it's nothing wrong with that uh yeah more beauty, traditions and more you know more things like that yeah and, and this is why i wrote this book live free because what you're doing is you're living free you're saying you know what i'm not going to live up to this false expectation that my idea and my ideal has to be the reality, right? Because sometimes we can become a prisoner to that ideal. Yeah. Oh, it has to be, you know, this person has to share my same faith. And this, well, right now we're in 2021. I have no idea. What, what, let's say you get married. Let, who knows what happened 10 years down the road? Who knows what God wants to do 20 years down the road? You know, my grandparents, when my grandmother and my grandfather got married, first of all, none of them, neither of them were in the church. And then my grandmother got in the church and my grandfather didn't have one, didn't want to have anything to do with it. But as she just kept showing up, she just kept living free. She kept doing what, what she was called to do. Eventually, you know, he came, eventually he gave his heart to God. Eventually he became a Christian. Eventually he was more in the church than she was, but it was a journey. Yeah. And I think the more we just practice that freedom and the more we pray and we listen and we follow what we're hearing only us and God are going to know mm-hmm. what really feels right to do. Mm-hmm. And so I would just encourage you to keep following, you know, where, where this is going and to see, you have no idea. And I think too often we come up with these ideas, especially in, in the Christian community, you know, I'm not saying that two people that have different belief systems, that that's going to be easy. It's not mm-hmm. right. Especially when it comes to spiritually, but that doesn't mean that God still can't be in it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that God still isn't bringing two hearts together. You can have someone with the same faith, and they can, you can be the most incompatible, mm-hmm. right? You, so just because they share the same faith, there's a whole lot more that's got to yeah. be sorted out than just we go to the same church and we pray to the same God. There's a whole lot more in between. And But a lot of times people just think, oh, as long as they're my faith and they're Christian and we can go sing together, it's all good. No, that, that, that could be the devil sitting right next to you <laughs> in, in that worship service. You still got to evaluate this person and see if they're the right fit, no matter what they profess to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I It's so true. Like the expectation of what the ideal of that, what you said, not you're not needing the ideal to be the reality is so 
just profound. Prof- yeah, simple yet so profound. <laughs> I love we, that. Become trapped by these ideals, and then we say, "Well, where did that come from?" Mm-hmm. And why is that the ideal? What? 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 what, what who told me that? Where did that belief come from? Uh, you know, I mean, seriously, it's like, it's, that's why I wrote this book, just to get people to think, mm-hmm. like, am I actually living free or am I imprisoning myself to this ideal and this vision? And what if I just said, I'm going to break out. I'm going to break out of this ideal. I'll break out of this prison. I'm just going to say, all right, well, maybe that's just, maybe there's something different, but different isn't worse. Different is in most times better. So why not be free to explore and to live and to breathe and to see what it is life really has? when I could take that ideal or that expectation uh, off of the, uh, off the table, so to speak. Wow. That's so good. <laughs> I'm, I was, Tanya was telling me a little bit about the book when, before we started the podcast and I was like, I, Oh, I'm definitely interested. And now after having a conversation with you, I cannot wait to read the book. Oh, so wow. thank you. Cause like I, and I have friends, I'm already thinking of the friends that I'm going to tell. Like, I feel like your circumstance, what you're going through, this would be so helpful maybe we can read it together yeah and like I think the way that you kind of um I don't know what the word is uh divvied up the book or like um the book or yeah yeah like the layout the layout where like every chapter is like uh, you know what you're getting for Mm -hmm. with every chapter and then you end at each chapter with like kind of thought-provoking questions that you can as for me somebody that likes homework and journaling I like (laughs) that I can kind of read those questions and journal and like really work through it and then other people who don't like the homework you can just think, think about, about these them, yeah. things and you don't have to necessarily feel like you're not doing the work, you know, which I, I like that. Yeah, no, I, I wanted people, you know, to, I, first of all, I've always been inquisitive since I was a kid. I asked a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, me asking a lot of questions in the book is just who I am. And I want people just to think and just, you know, look, it's up for you to decide what the answers mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. But sometimes not even thinking the question will never reveal the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sometimes just thinking the question is like, Oh, I never actually thought about that. Yeah. Right. I don't even like this job. What am I doing? You know, yeah. or I don't know, what am I, you know, it's, it, 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 the answer can lead anywhere, but I just like asking the question as a catalyst for change. Oh yeah. I, I mean, that. I'm like, I, I literally, I realized that in the beginning of my relationship, I was talking about marriage, like literally two or three months in <laughs> about marriage. And I'm like, I was putting so much pressure on that. Okay. <laughs> this poor guy just got yeah. divorced so he's like feeling that pressure. <laughs> and then in my mind, I realized I'm like, why do I need to think about that right now? Like, I need to actually see if I even want that. Like, yes, that's something that I want in my future at some point. But I'm like, who knows if in six months I even want that with you? Yeah. Exactly. Just, instead of just, you know, giving in the relationship time. Yeah. You know, six months. Oh, no, I, I don't know what I was talking about marriage. It never happened. You know, or as the more time you spend, you're like, oh, yeah, no, I could actually see this. And you know, let me start, you know, having the conversation when it feels appropriate, but just letting ourselves breathe for a minute. Yeah. I mean, that's what unset expectations do. They just suffocate us. They're so, it's just, you can't even enjoy, is this person going to be my husband? Is this person going to be my wife? Oh, time will reveal. Yeah. I feel like living free is AKA living in the present, which is so hard to do. It is. Yeah. It is hard, but it's a practice that's so rewarding and will reap tremendous benefits. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, I feel like we could do a whole podcast and just talk to you. So 
please whenever you have time we would love to have you back um would love to have you back if you ever are doing a second day of or another day of press for <laughs> something please include us in the in the lineup you are amazing um everybody that is listening devon's book uh live free is coming out may 4th which is tomorrow yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you can uh, get it tomorrow. But also, if you're in the market for good books, all of his books are fantastic. So you can start with this one, and then you can go to The Hollywood Commandments, which I loved, The Weight, which I loved, was What uh, Men Really Think. Uh, truth About Men. The Truth About Men. What am I yes. missing? The first one was Produced by Fate. Produced by Fate. I haven't read that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to read that one. You got to read that. All right. That the entire, you know, catalog sits yeah, on. Yeah, I got to get the catalog. I got to get, but thank you seriously so much for taking the time. You're the best. I just, I admire you and I just think so highly of you. So thank you. Likewise. Thank y'all for having me. It's good to see you. And I can't wait to come back. Thanks, Devon. Bye. Bye. How amazing is Devon Franklin? I mean, just a gem of a human being. A gem of a human. And honestly, he's like a nugget factory. Like, I just feel like every time he talks, I get something out of it, no matter where I hear him. I would love to be referred to as a nugget factory. <laughs> That's going to be my new goal in life, like how people perceive me, a nugget factory. I've read every single one of his books, and honestly, I highlight and I can go back to them and read what I've highlighted because it's just, he really is just so good. I'm so excited to read this one because it really feels like basically what this whole past year of growing and learning has been for me. So I'm really excited to kind of dive in and read. This will be my first book of his that I oh. wrote. So. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I I was going to say I want to read all his books, but I specifically want to start with this one yes. just because it's so prevalent, prevalent to what you're experiencing. Exactly. Yeah. Start with this one and then follow it up with the Hollywood commandments because <laughs> it's so good. I'm telling you, it's just like, so good so anyways devon we love you please welcome back to the or anytime yeah of course we we say that and he i feel like he really will i For feel sure. like he'll come back he will come back um as always we love you all so much i'm ready for let me know when game night's happening it I'll could be ahead. this weekend yes mark and new grave this week with um, april with kepner, kepner. Uh, only one episode but yeah, okay. so we have, Enjoy we have it. April Kepner Grays. We have a potential game night happening. Uh, a lot to get to next week. There's just going to be a lot to catch up on next week. So I'm going to um, finish this book. Give you some nuggets and start planning your uh, triathlon. That's right. <laughs> um, we love you. You all. just wait. Everyone's going to be like, "Oh my gosh, you should totally do this thing in June and like." share it and then people are going to start doing it with me no that absolutely that'd be epic if you shared the like what you're doing yeah and, yeah i think people would love that it almost give people like something where they felt like they were on a team doing something you know yeah like they're not alone so i don't know if i'll do it but i think a lot of other people will could be fun <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get there okay um hope you all have a wonderful week we love you so much and we'll see you next monday bye bye
Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds-infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 Seeds infused tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. Yes. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P.com. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.